Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I was the host of the Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Mr. G. R. Hart, and I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we have a wonderful show scheduled for you today, a uh, show that I, that I wanted to bring to you um, really unexpectedly because it's a show basically that was inspired more so than anything, the show was inspired by a uh, brother that I spoke to earlier uh, today at a hospital. And this brother, he's an anesthesiologist, and um, I work with but I, I work with him in a hospital in, in the OR room. And me and this brother was just talking just about life and different things in life, and 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 it, it was just so amazing that. I found out that this brother had been to some been through in the past year um, uh, about four four deaths in his family, four or five deaths in his family in the same in the year in one year's time. And um, so I shout out, dedicate this show really to my brother um, Antonio Robertson, brother from out of out of uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, he lives here now in, uh, in in the Atlanta area, but just what an amazing testimony uh, th- that that um, he gave me today, man. And he and um, and I've only known this brother for a short time, really, for about a, a few months or so. Um, but he always smiling and he, and he and he talks about grace and favor, grace and favor. That's what that's one of his major words he he loves to use is about grace and favor, grace and favor. And, and, and today was no exception that he was using the term uh, grace and favor um, to describe some things that were going on in his personal life. Um, So to speak, he's still standing, and um, so we, we, we thank God for him, and we thank God for his struggle. We thank God for all the things that he that he, he is going through, and that he's still standing. And I meditated on really a lot of things that he was saying to me today, all the way home. And I remember my wonderful sister, uh, Sandy J. Uh, she's a gospel uh, recording artist and a first lady uh, in Maryland. Her husband, her and her husband have a church. I forgot the name of the church in, in Maryland, uh, in the uh, Baltimore, Maryland area. And um, she has uh, several uh, albums she's done. But she sent me a wonderful album that came out, uh, I think, uh, earlier this year. Uh, and, and it was called Thank God for Life. And we did a show about that album, and it is talking about giving God the, the, the glory before your storms, praising, praising God in advance, so to speak. So I was, I was, I was uh, humbled and honored 
to know that this brother, Antonio, even though he's been through the storm, and he's been through the storm, (laughs) that he's still standing. And that's that's a powerful thing. When we look around on this Thanksgiving Eve, folks are out hustling and bustling and, you know, shopping and getting, you know, their last bits of food and whatever. And, you know, the families are coming to town, arriving in the town, and everything is all festive and people are drinking wine and uh, whoever, whatever they're doing right now. And and, and it, it, it's a wonderful time. It's a celebratory, celebratory, celebrational time. And it's awesome. But yet, uh, some folks are, are suffering. Some folks are, are, are going through hell. Because, as we all know, this time of year, uh, a lot of folks struggle with with um, family, um, uh, with, with uh, you know all the all the um, the happenings of um, holiday season, people people get depressed, and people get really down. And some, and, and, and many many cases, um, shout out, shout out to uh, Christine Kish uh, out of California, uh, a young sister. Uh, we did a show several years ago about depression, depression in this time of season. And, and uh, you go to Holy Spirit uh, Long Talk Radio Show, you can look at look at that show that myself and Christine Kish did. Uh, dealing with depression, man, and, and how, and her story, her testimony about how her husband went through a storm and how he lost uh, some folks and she lost some uh, folks due to cancer and, and other other things uh, in a short amount of time. So everybody, you know, somehow, some way, somebody is going through something uh, in this season. In this season, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end with my dear brother. Um, Antonio testimony, but I want to share this article with you. Uh, as of now, this article talks about came out of Fox Five Atlanta. Came out a few days ago. It talks about how people get sick of family after about four hours during the holiday. In this report, again, it was by uh, Janine uh, Puak uh, Puak who uh, did this article. Again, a few days ago, um, from Fox Five, and it's so amazing that I, um, before I came on this show, I was talking to a, a young sister of mine, a friend of mine, and, and she was saying, "I don't want to be around none of my relatives tomorrow." She told me, "I don't want to see nobody tomorrow," and. Um, but you know, and, and and she's going through some things as well. But nevertheless, she said she just want to be alone, want to be by herself, don't want to be bothered with anybody tomorrow. And that, and that's a norm. I mean, it's, it's sad to say, but it's a norm for many people. Some people like being alone, um, but for, for many people, they just don't want to cope with it because most people think that around the holiday time, people get nosy, want to know what. You know where you're working at, how your job going out, and and you know what, you know black folks always want to stunt, and if we ain't got nothing to stunt about, we don't want to go. 
So necessarily, it's not about family. It's about you. My shame is that we can't turn this thing around and, and, and let it be about God and nothing about you. You focus on him, then you can begin to heal the family. But again, this article came out of Fox 5 Atlanta, and it says, Desperate for a moment of me, me time after a few hours at a family holiday party. And you're not the only one, a new report claims. It says, according to the survey of 2,000 Americans who are traveling to visit loved ones this holiday season, it takes just three hours and 54 minutes of socializing with extended kin for the average person for too long for peace and quiet. The study, the study was recently commissioned by Motel 6 and conducted, conducted by a marketing research company called One Pole. And it says here, it says, it's not just family dynamics causing stress. No matter how you travel, the experience itself can be source of anxiety, a source, a source of anxiety for many. And um, the Rob Pulaski, he's the chief executive officer of Motel 6. Motel 6. He commented on the findings per Southwest News Services. And in, in the weeks ahead, respondents said they plan to stay with family for an average of three and a half days during annual festivities, while a whopping 40% agreed that coordinating sleeping arrangements is one of the most stressful elements. And it is, too. And I'm going to tell you a story about that. In the bedlam over beds may be justified as participants, explained that an average of two people will ultimately be forced to sleep on something besides a proper bed during this year's holiday celebration. And this is more broadly, opinion was mixed regarding the biggest woes inherent to sleeping over at family members' homes. And 20% of respondents said they were anxious about a lack of privacy, while 20% fretted about family members eventually getting on their nerves. In addition, 19% of people worried that their presence was imposing in the first place, and 18% hoped the house wouldn't be too loud or busy. And to that end, 75% of participants said they'd likely hit a breaking point where they would be, they, they would need to escape the larger group and reveal some creative tricks to get away. And 37% of respondents admitted that they've created craft excuses to leave the house Although, while well, 25% shared they have hidden in a relative's house in order to steal a moment alone. And for, and, for, and for some, absence may truly make the heart grow fonder. Nearly one-third of participants said the holidays would be a smooth affair for their families if not everyone stayed under the same roof, while another 30% acknowledged that some space would do everyone good. Nevertheless, Almost all of the participants agreed that quality time with loved ones is what truly makes the holiday the most wonderful time of the year. And a full 95% of those surveyed agreed that it wouldn't be the holidays if they were not hanging out with their folk. Wonderful article, again, from the uh, Fox News, Fox News 5 in Atlanta, uh, did this article uh, by the name of Janine uh, Poik, uh, did this dealing with the holidays and how people get sick of family in about four hours, and, and, and it said three hours and 54 minutes to be exact <laughs> of, of holidays. And and um, a friend of mine, she um, she went for the holidays last year, and um, 
I think it was maybe a Memorial Day weekend or something. I forgot what it was, but nevertheless, she went to to her brother's house for the holidays, and the the anxiety of going there. And she went there, and it, and it was a disaster because although it was a Memorial Day weekend, it was her nephew's uh, first birthday. So they got there uh, roughly around, I'd say, seven o'clock in the evening. They had drove from Atlanta to North Carolina. They, get, they, they drive to North Carolina, and she's driving with her mother. That's stress alone, you know, because you we know the the, the the dynamics of the mother and daughter relationship, especially when, when the daughter's grown thirty years of age. But nevertheless, they drive down uh, that five and a half, I think it was five or seven hours, what it was, in a certain part of North Carolina, I think Charleston. They get down there. They hungry, want to get a bite to eat, want to wash up, and so on and so forth. And the um, sister-in-law, <laughs> instead of instead of you know accommodating them, she tells them that well, we we're going to go to the church and decor- well uh, uh, go to this hall and decorate uh, for my son's birthday tomorrow. So mind you, they just got in and hadn't gotten a bite to eat, hadn't washed up anything. So they ended up at this church. I'm not, I keep saying church, but well, it was a church, but it, it, it was a hall in the church. So it was at this church, but but, they, but in their hall, you might say. So they're there to midnight. And they didn't drove seven hours, five seven hours, and they go straight to the to the hall, and they help them decorate decorating this child's church. And they finally, I think, they slip out and, and get uh, some some sandwiches or something, a, a little bite to eat. They ain't washed up anything. So now you're looking at 10, 12 hours. They've been out and about. And then they got to get back to the house and had to blow up their airbeds in the whole nine, you know, and, and it was a real tight room. They had to sleep in the in the little boy's room, the one-year-old boy room on the floor, on, on, on the air mattress. Then they got to get back up again and, and do the part. What, 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 what happened was when she got to the house, let me back, let me back up a little bit. When she got to the house, make a long story short, she got to that to, to her um her brother's house, and um, she hopped in her sister-in-law's car, and that's why she was stuck because she left her car at their house, and, and she was stuck at the church with, with with them all night long, and then they went and got a bite to eat, came back to the church, finished up, and went back home, and then and showered and everything. But nevertheless, she couldn't wait to get the hell up out of there, and neither did the mother. Because it, 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 it was a disaster because no no one considered how they felt if they was tired if they was hungry they didn't even ask them and 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 these folks were doing what the hell they was they was gonna do so the next time they had it up there I think this was the fourth of July the following year she drove she she drove again but this time when they and and again they they had to go see some some one of the kids play had a play another child had to go to this place she drove her own car. And they said, no, you can ride with us. She said, no, I'll meet y'all there. <laughs> so, and, and, and this time around, you know, she, it was more successful because she had control of, 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 of the situation and her destiny and when 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 she wanted to leave and, and so on and so forth. So so I say all that to say that holidays in itself can be really, really stressful, man. I mean, I worked at, at, at uh, Hartsfield-Jackson Airport for nearly seven years, and I, I never, I never forget how Folk will be so stressed out going to the in-laws and they flying. Because once you get to somebody's house, you're at, you at their mercy. Unless you got a rental car and, and you stand there, you're at their mercy. And, and I never understand 
you know damn well folk coming to your house. Why you don't have the house ready as far as who going to sleep where, when, and what? They, they figure that once you get there. That's, that's ridiculous. I don't care. That's my brother. That, that let me know. You, I, I, you know, and thank God, my family. That that don't that don't happen. You you got somewhere to sleep. It, it is, it's going to be in a damn bed. I thank God, my family. But nevertheless, I've heard I, I've heard horror stories in the basement, on the floor, in the kids' room, in the living room with with, with ten other kids. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you ain't figured this mess out. And, and again, like they say, it, it could be loud. It could be so many things. So, ho- so hopefully, you know, you know, you know. I, I hope folks, you know, plan it well, and, and and can really enjoy enjoy their time and enjoy their stay. But 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 most of the time, you know, there's nothing like home, as they say. And 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 you know, you 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 go visit for a while, and and you you know, you really can't wait to you know, even when you go visit your mama. You, you can't wait to get back home because that's your comfort zone and that's what you know and, and that's your element in, in the whole nine. But, but, but um, um, you know, again, those are some of the, 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 the foes of, 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 you know, traveling and whatnot and holiday time. And, you know, it's going to be major traffic because some people are going to be driving, some people are going to be flying. So there's, anima- there's anxiety and stress all over the place. And some folks... You know, they Christian, you go, you can't drink around them, but they ain't got no wine, you know, and some people smoke cigarettes. And there's, there's so many things uh, that, that you have to adjust when, you, when, you, when you're entering someone else's um, space, so to speak. And, and it's just amazing, man. It's just amazing. I mean, sometimes it turns out for the good, sometimes it doesn't, but hopefully it'll turn out for the, for the good for most of the people who are traveling. I'm going to take this quick, quick commercial break. All right, we're back, and I was trying to play this song for you, uh, this song that um, my, my dear sister, um, Sandy J, did. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to play it at the end uh, for you all, one of the songs called Thank God for Life that um, my dear sister uh, Sandy J uh, uh, recorded um, just last year, actually, in one of the songs I, want, I wanted to end the show with. But um, dealing with grace and favor. As I was saying earlier, I was talking to his brother today at work. He was telling me how his brother, his one brother, was a, a, a passed. I think he was uh, 16, I think, or 20. No, he was 20, he was 22 years old, and his brother died in a car accident. And he was hit by he, he, he was hit by a drunk driver. 
and he died instantly in, in a car accident. And again, all all these stories I'm telling this testimony is all, all in one year. His brother, his brother, at twenty-two, at the age of twenty-two years of age, he died in a car accident, and he had to bury his young brother. Just finished college and whole nine, and you know, bright, bright future ahead of him. And lo and behold, he ended up dying. Then a friend of his ended up in the hospital. He was shot. Close friend. He, he said he, he was like family. He, and mind you, he works in the OR. And he was in Texas at this time, in Houston, Texas, working in the OR in the trauma unit. And he was shot several times in the chest, and he died. And, and he's witnessed his own friend, best friend, like family, die on operating table. They couldn't save him. <laughs> then all of a sudden, another brother, last year, age of 31, dating this young lady, you know, casual dating, so on and so forth, and, and lo and behold, you know, they, they end up they end up going their own separate ways, doing their own thing and, and whatnot. But 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 lo and behold, so then end up she ended up pregnant. And she had this baby and he didn't know anything about the baby until after the baby was born. And the baby comes out uh, a few weeks old, and mind you, the whole time she you know, she, she's she's uh pregnant. And carrying his baby the whole nine months, and, and even a year prior, to her messing with uh, uh, Antonio's brother, she had a boyfriend. The whole time, <clears throat> cheating. She decides when the baby uh, comes uh, uh, three weeks old, she decides to call Antonio. So, and, I'm sorry, Antonio's brother, and says, "Look, I think you might be the father of this child." Now, mind you. She'd been in a relationship for three years with, 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 with some other guy. The guy thought it was his baby. No question. So I, I'm, the baby came out look, looking like Antonio's brother, so she, she she contacts him again, and, you know, he, he said, well, let me come over and see the baby. Now, mind you, she ain't told her boyfriend nothing yet. So he comes over there, Antonio's brother, holding the baby and whatnot, and the boyfriend shows up. He's trying to figure out what the hell's going on, who's holding my damn son. And then, then, then she got to, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, this might be his baby too. Young man goes back to his car, get his gun. He shoots the mother and, and Antonio's brother, killing him instantly. The young lady was, was, in, was in a coma, intensive care, but it, over, over uh, four to six weeks, he told me. Thank God she survived, and, and, and he didn't harm the, 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 the child. But that's his second brother that died. And his best friend that died, who was like family. Then all of a sudden, his father's diagnosed with cancer. Healthy brother, you know, 58 years old. He, he, you know, he was a... He, he was a cowboy, big strong man, and somehow that cancer swooped him swooped him up in a matter of, of weeks. He was dead too. His own father, had to bury his father.
And then if you didn't, mind you, his father died, I think, a few, uh, I think December the 2nd or something. So it'll be, it'll be a year of December 2nd. He found out today why he was talking to me and ministering to me. His uncle died. Father's brother. His father died of a cancer. His uncle had cancer. I forgot what he told me, but it was in his neck. Oh, I think his father died of, um, I forgot the cancer he called it. I forgot what he called it, but... um, Lung cancer, I'm sorry. Lung cancer is his father. His brother ended up dying within a matter of weeks of something in his neck. But it was, it was cancerous, and, and I guess it was in stage four. That ain't all, y'all. While this is going on, Antonio, he, Antonio, he's about six feet tall, about 175 pounds. So he, he's a nice built. He begins to get sick. He's 32. He begins to have arthritis, uh, rheumatoid arthritis in his hands and his feet everywhere. Can't walk. He showed me the photos uh, of how swollen and how his joints were all over. I mean, he looked like he, he looked like a 90-year-old man from what I saw. I began to tear up. I had, I had to tear up. I said, you a joke. And I told him, I said, the devil was trying to kill you. And he was holding back tears, he, but 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 he, but he's through the storm now, so he was smiling, and he he, he said yes, but I but 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 I got a God that, that that's so powerful, he wasn't gonna let that happen to me. He lost forty pounds. They thought he was dying, but what he said to me, he said I never gave up on God, no matter how things looked, no matter how my how much pain I was in, I couldn't walk. I couldn't eat, and I'm going through all this grieving. It seemed like he said every other month somebody was dying close to him. He was losing somebody. And now on on his side, he's the only boy left. His two brothers are dead. Daddy dead. Just him now. And I said, you're a walking Joe. He said, yeah, I made it. I made it out. Just so amazing. And what I'm just saying to somebody tonight is the fact that he said, I never gave up on God. He said he never took his eyes off God. And so often when we get so bogged down and so depressed, we want to end it all because I've been there too. Some of y'all know my testimony. I've been right there with Antonio. Not not with not, not with all the death, but with, with, with the body and the pain and the, and the 75 pounds I lost. Wanting to die. I was like Joe, Joe's wife just died. But I kept speaking life to myself. I kept telling myself I'm healed, even though I couldn't walk neither. What I'm trying to tell somebody is you may not be with your family. You may not even be with your loved ones or friends. You may have lost something uh, so dear to you that you don't even see a light at the end of the tunnel. But baby, hold on. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Hold on. 
He'll never give you too much that you cannot bear. No matter how it may feel to you, God will never put on you more than you can bear. And there's something far greater in the near distance waiting for you. But you had to go through the storm. You had to be tested. Huh? You had to you had to be put through the fire. You gotta put diamond through the fire. You gotta put gold through the fire. Everything has to go through the fire to be perfected. I think James one two says, Count it all joy. James two, verse one, count it all joy. It talks about that. It, it, it talks about enduring so much, going through hell and then some. But you thank God for it. Marvin Sapp said, not Marvin Sapp said, praise him in advance. <laughs> That's amazing. You're going to praise him in advance. When you know you're about to go through hell, you're going to praise him in advance anyway. Your season is near. You're so close that just like Antonio, just like myself, the devil trying to kill you. Here I am now, been 35 years in the restaurant industry, and now I'm I'm all the way in the medical industry. Never seen that coming. Had I ended it ended it all, I would never be where I am today, being able to help and to help folks. To reach folks, to touch folks, to change lives. Get excited about your, get excited about your future. No, 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 no matter what it may look like, get excited about your future. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt like no other. And God may pull you away from everything: family, friends, your wife, your husband. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, what else? Your, your dogs, anything that's endearing to you, God may pull that from you to get what? Your attention. Because you do busy. He's speaking life into you. He's moving things in you, but you do busy. Faith ain't fair. But someone has to go through the process. And the process is the most darkest time. Because in that process, it seems like it's like being in the middle of the ocean trying to swim to shore. Can you imagine being in the middle of the ocean, you know, hundreds of miles out in the middle of the sea? It seems endless. Like there ain't no way in the world I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to shore. <laughs> it's impossible. Because all you see on all sides, it's water. Water. No land. It's water. And here you are trying to swim in. By faith, believing that there, that there there's some land somewhere. You're going to see some land on the horizon. That's what you're going through. Seems like you're drowning on all sides. But just like Antonio... And myself and many others out there, you got to keep swimming. Sing to yourself. Sing a song. Be encouraged. Find a happy song and sing it. 
this, this anesthesiologist, this other guy, just so amazing today. After after Antonio told me about his testimony, he was in he was uh, in the uh, break room in the doctor's lounge. We all sit in in, in the doctor's lounge, and he was playing his he was on his phone. He was just playing this song by Elton John, and he just bobbing his head back and forth. And and the young lady, the nurse next to him, said, "Will you please turn that mess off?" And it's so amazing. He said, no, I like this song. He said, this, this is a, a happy song. It's a celebration song. And the song by Elton John he was playing was called I'm Still Standing. <laughs> I'm Still Standing. And Elton John's talking about going through something and, 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 and being uh, made a fool of, a mockery. Being left to die, so to speak. And at the end of the day, he's still standing. He's still standing. I thought I, I thought that was such a such a a, 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 a um, confirmation for me, because I was still meditating on what, what I had heard earlier <clears throat> that morning, and here uh, uh, Donald is in there singing and, and, and saying, "I'm still standing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just singing the song, just singing the hook. Of the song. When I saw Antonio again, I said, I, I said Donald was in there singing. I'm still standing, and I said I was. It was, it was still on my spirit what you was talking about, and Donald was sitting there cheering me up by saying I'm still standing. Again, count it all joy. Because man, when you come out that thing, <laughs> you gonna ask yourself, I don't know how I made it. That's my mother self said, never would have made it. So many people this time of year commit suicide for so many reasons. We know about the bullying, the abuse, physical and sexual abuse, and and, and being gay, a lesbian, a, a transgender. There's so many people are really hurting in so many ways. And, and, and I wanted to share something with you tonight, if I could, about knowing who you are, knowing that you have a purpose. Knowing that you were you were brought on this earth for a reason, <laughs> you're not here uh, 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 just to be um, a maid or, or, or mechanic and all those things that that you do uh, for survival. You are producers. You are healers. You are deliverers. So. To humanity, and that is what your what your mission is on this earth. God gave us all an assignment, and some of us are so busy being self centered and, and being being of the world that we're not reaching. Does it happen really? And I want to start with you. What is your? I'm gonna play this thing for you real quick by Miles Monroe if I can find it. And he's talking about purpose. And uh, one wonderful, um, wonderful insert, man. I, w- I want y'all to hear this thing by our dear brother uh, Miles Monroe. We talk again. He's talking about the meaning of your existence. Existence. Find that real quick. I want you to hear some of this from our dear brother.
sounds going on. Just a moment. Uh -huh. 